Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits, perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Fighting for their lives, and they're both committed to winning again so they could, you know, remain alive. Welcome to the Midnight Bookworm. I'm your host, Neela Gilbert, and today we're going to be discussing a couple of books that focus on sisterhood in fantasy. Now, I feel like a lot of um, heroes or heroines in fantasy books are always like orphans or like the last of their family. And I really enjoy when there's sisterhood in fantasy books. I feel like it makes everything a lot more complex in terms of, you know, like family bonds, family relationships, and stuff like that. So, especially with the books that I'm going to mention today, sisterhood is very complex. And I think that's really interesting. And also, I think it makes for a more engaging read, especially if they're, like, pitting people against each other or just, I don't know, like, I feel like you have to choose sides or something like that, which, rather than, like, sticking with one main character, is a lot more um, engaging, again, and I'm trying not to use words that are interesting. Um, But yeah, so we're going to be doing two books today, and um, they're very, like long books and they're very complex they have a lot of um books like in their series so that's why I wanted to give you guys it's kind of like giving you guys two fantasy series with sisterhood so that's why we're only doing two and as you know fantasy usually has a lot more like plot than romance which is why I usually do three books for romance and so yeah we're gonna do two books today uh the first book is The Bridge Kingdom by Daniela Jensen and the second book is Three Dark Crowns by Kendar Blake. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, but these books are, uh, one of them is YA. That's Three Dark Crowns. But honestly, it doesn't really feel YA. Um, I would say that The Bridge Kingdom has a lot more focus on, well, no, okay. Um, both of them have, like, romance in the first book. But The Bridge Kingdom is kind of based on that, while Three Dark Crowns, it's more about, like, the overlying political competition, and there just happens to be a lot of romance in the first book because it sets up the other books, and it, like, sets up, like, betrayals and love triangles and stuff like that. Alright, so now I'm going to go into the summary. So here's a summary for The Bridge Kingdom. A warrior princess trained in isolation, Lara is driven by two certainties. The first is that King Aaron of the Bridge Kingdom is her enemy, and the second is that she'll be the one to bring him to his knees. The only route through a storm-ravaged world, the Bridge Kingdom enriches itself and deprives its rivals, including Lara's homeland. So when she's sent as a bride under the guise of peace, Lara is prepared to do whatever it takes to fracture its impenetrable defenses and the defenses of its king. Yet as she infiltrates her new home and gains a deeper understanding of the war to possess the bridge, Laura begins to question whether she's the hero or the villain. And as her feelings for Aaron transform from frosty hostility to fierce passion, Laura must choose which kingdom she'll save and which kingdom she'll destroy. This book is 356 pages, but honestly, it felt a lot longer because there is so much world building. Um, 
and basically I forgot where Laura is from um because there's like a map in I think it's like the second book but I don't know if there's one in the first book um but basically there's like continent and then a really big sea between it and then there's like a chain of islands and that's the bridge kingdom and then um then like in the north there's also like another continent and so the bridge kingdom has this like impenetrable bridge that connects its islands and it's like the only trade route from you know like the northern continent through the islands to the southern one unless you want to like sail but there's a lot of storms and hurricanes and you know sea stuff um and so that's why that's like the premise of the book is um they want control of the bridge um, it says trained in isolation, but she's trained with, like, 20 of her sisters, so I don't know why the summary says that. It's not a spoiler, because in literally, like, the first page, her sisters are mentioned. And I really liked the fact, um, that this book had world building, but it also just had, you know, like, clear-cut romance and, like, um, I guess, like, a clear-cut mission of her trying to infiltrate it, so there is a lot of fantasy um, in terms of, you know, learning the names of the countries and, like, the people and I guess, but it is pretty, like, simple when it comes to the actual plot. And here is the summary for Three Dark Crowns. In every generation on the island of Fenburn, a set of triplets is born. Three queens, all equal heirs to the throne, and each possessor of a coveted magic. Mirabella is a fierce elemental, able to spark hungry flames or vicious storms at the snap of her fingers. Catherine is a poisoner, one who can ingest the deadliest poison, poisons without so much as a stomach ache. Arsinoe, a naturalist, is said to have the ability to bloom the reddest rose and control the fiercest of lions. But becoming the queen crowned isn't solely a matter of royal birth. Each sister has to fight for it. And it's not just a game of win or lose, it's life or death. The night the sisters turn 16, the battle begins. The last queen standing gets the crown. This book is 403 pages. As I said before, it's a lot of setup because I think there's like five books in this series, which might sound like a lot, but it is a really good series. Like I finished this series and I'm so proud of the fact that I did because it was, again, five books and there's a lot of different characters. So in the in this book, it's kind of like each sister and like her separate life, her separate family, her separate love interests. Um, so there is, I, I read the reviews and it was like me expecting a competition, but then getting like sunshine and rainbows. So yeah, there is a lot more romance and like, I think there's like childhood best friends to lovers. There's um, not arranged marriage because it's not a marriage, but it's like, I guess like an arranged political relationship. Um, because there are a lot of, like, suitors for, um, each girl because, uh, people, like, pick who they think is gonna be queen. And, um, yeah, so I really like this series, guys. Um, it, it was, it was dark, again, which is why I don't think it was YA. Like, it says it's YA, but it's only YA in terms of, I guess, like, content. Um, it's dark and there's a lot of, like, magic, but not... It's like wild magic, kind of like pagan vibes, and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the competition. It's also like a matriarchy, so I just enjoyed that that was like the whole basis of the government. No one like questioned that. It was kind of just ingrained, which was really nice, and um, yeah, just this whole, it's a very 
different sort of idea for a book because it's um like people fighting for the crown but the three girls like actually have um they were like raised together when they were like seven but then other than that they like live separately so they haven't seen each other in 10 years so it's not like family members fighting for the crown it's like three people who happen to be related fighting but then it like gets into the complexities of like sisterhood and childhood memories and stuff now my ranking of my favorites i would say bridge kingdom is number one and through dark crowns is um below it however i want to say that the dark crown series i think is better than the bridge kingdom series because i tried reading the second bridge kingdom book and i just did not like it and the three dark crowns like you really have to get, I think it's, like, to the third one, um, at least for, like, the competition for, like, someone to die. I don't remember. But, um, because it is a competition, it's a lot longer. And, um, while the Bridge Kingdom, I think there was a couple, like, chapters where it was, like, three months later, and you're kind of like, oh, okay. So, it is, it feels like it should be a series, but the first book is basically their whole relationship, and um but I really enjoyed that and I really enjoyed the characters for both of them honestly because they're both like strong women but in different ways and um so either way like you can't really go wrong with picking which one to read first. Okay so now I'm gonna jump into my Goodreads ratings um and for The Bridge Kingdom I gave it five stars and this is what I said. This book was so good. The world building was a lot, but I loved my Queen Lara, who is the ultimate spy. It was truly enemies to lovers. And then here's a quote. Lara was an abandoning 15 years of training for a handsome stranger. So accurate and somewhat realistic compared to other I've been sent to here I've been sent here to kill you tropes. I'm so hyped for the sequel, which is kind of sad because the sequel was not what I thought it would be. But and then for the three dark crowns, I gave it four stars and I didn't give it a rating. Can't really rate it because you only have the first book and you really need to get more into the series in order to like rate the series and rate the character building and stuff like that. So here are the differences in like the sisterhood vibes. So for the Bridge Kingdom, it's 20 sisters. I think they're all like half sisters. Um, and then they're all like daughters of the king. So they're all like princesses, but they've been raised in isolation. So they only really know each other. And they've all been raised to be like the perfect spy. And then one of them gets picked to be sent to the enemy kingdom and like try and infiltrate it to bring it down. Um, and it's like based on like a treaty. So there's a lot of like arranged political marriage vibes. And then also for the three dark clowns, I, like I said, it's three sisters competing for the throne. However, it's not just like the sisters because there's like towns in Fenburn. There's like, you know, like naturalist ones and then like poisoners have like control of the city and the elemental is like, I think it's like part of whatever like nuns or like religion or something. So it is kind of like three parts of this country that's on an island like fighting each other. So it is the sisters, but it's also like the people. Now here I'm going to talk about why I rated Bridge Kingdom higher and I just think it's because Three Dark Crowns has a very slow start. Like I said, a lot of world building. It's really just exposition for you to understand the second book, but the second book is like so good. So I definitely think it's worth it. Um, and for the Bridge Kingdom though, the beginning was, it literally grabbed your attention from like page two. I remember reading this like in school during lunch and I was like, oh my God, guys, you will not believe what just happened in my book. Like, and then I just read everybody the first paragraph. So I definitely think that like when you read it, I'm not going to spoil, 
but it is really like, whoa, like this is morally gray or is it, you know? So it definitely will get you on Lara's side because you're like rooting for her, like, yay, go off queen. But um, yeah, so I really enjoyed the like start of it. Sometimes it was a little slow, but I think the whole like premise of it um, and, you know, her being a spy, but also like kind of falling in love with the king. I just really enjoyed that trope. I know it's like popular, but I never seem to read a lot of it. And I think it was executed really well. I also want to say that both of them, again, have the I've been sent here to kill you. But for the Three Dark Crowns, it's like sisterhood. I've been sent here to kill you. Um, and they have to kill each other. That's how um, like the competition ends. There's no way around it. And I enjoyed that there was no like rainbows, sunshine kind of um, ending to, okay, well, we'll just like agree to not kill each other and live happily ever after. Like, no, this was the competition. It got dark. Stuff happened. Um, trust me, like killing was involved. So it will definitely, that's why I don't think it is YA. Uh, it's definitely like a morally gray fantasy. And um, into the romance part, so for the Bridge Kingdom, like I said, it's like a political marriage, and um, I think the ending was realistic because, like, she literally was, like, planning to take down this man's country, and, um, I mean, obviously, like, when you read that, you know that she's gonna somehow be found out, but, like, it wasn't him just being like, oh, okay, well, I know you didn't mean it, like, it was actually realistic, and it does set up the second book really well, However, I don't really think the second book was, like, as good, but, you know, if you guys like it, let me know. Maybe I'll try and reread it. The romance, it was good. It was definitely, like, she talks about how when she's trained, they had, like, um, what was it called? Oh, like, classes and, like, how to seduce the king or whatever, but she's always like, oh, I sucked at those classes. So, I, I liked that, um, it wasn't, you know, like, her feminine wiles that were part of the book. It was more just, like, her personality and then liking each other for, like, who they actually were. And then for the Three Dark Crowns, um, each sister has her own romance plot, so I'm not gonna go into them deeply. It was a little confusing, um, especially just because I, like, forgot who was related to who, um, though I did find, like, on, you know, like, fandom.net or whatever, um, some people wrote like family trees I guess but more like romance plot trees which was really helpful or like fan art and stuff so if you do need to write that down if you really want to like commit to this series you might need to just it'll make it a lot easier um, but there is love triangles especially between like two of the sisters and one of the suitors and also I said that political relationship and a lot of like dark romance especially because there is this looming threat of like two of these girls is going to be dead or are going to be dead by the end of this competition and that is what like added a little spice. Now my problems with the books is I mean as you guys know world building I talked about it in my last series it is a lot especially for fantasy but if you're a fantasy person you know that it's going to be a lot so I'm hoping that you just know that going in. Also um, the Three Dark Crowns it depended a lot not like a lot I would say this is more in the later books but there was lore, um, like bedtime stories and stuff like that of past queens, and that was kind of the basis for how the uh, new queens worked or, you know, how that played out, 
And um, I know there are some short stories that the author released of, like, you know, past queens, and I think that would have been helpful for me to read. So that was a bit confusing. Um, could have at least gone more in depth um, with the lore, like, in the beginning, because it really changes from book one to book two from, like, a regular competition to, like, history repeating itself, but if you don't know the history, that can be confusing. I kind of want to do, like, a vibe check of what these books, like, aesthetics and vibes were. I feel like that could be helpful rather than, um, you know, reading just the summary. So, for The Bridge Kingdom, it's definitely focused on the main two characters. Um, it's on an island, so there's a lot of, um, not like military, well, I guess it's kind of military, um, but there's, like, military strategy and, like, boats and the sea and you know like pirate core kind of um and also just like uh what is it like waterfalls and stuff like that so if you want more um of like an islandy romance so maybe you're chilling like in the suburbs and you want to get transported to an island then this book is what that's going to give you for the three dark crowns, you know, I've said dark a lot, but think like castles, old magic, um, politics, there's a lot of politics, um, again, poison and um, hunger games, but a more medieval hunger games, um, and again, magic, but not like spells and stuff, it's more just like elemental um definitely a connection with like the earth and the island itself it's like a li living breathing thing and it kind of controls the outcome of the competition i definitely think there are like a lot of aesthetics um in terms of each sister uh, arseno is very cottage cory because she's like a naturalist so she's grown up um not like a f well i guess it's like a farm kind of but um not like midwest farm more like i don't know are there farms in oregon i don't really know but um like just more foresty kind of and then um mirabella again she grew up with like nuns so there's a lot of academia and also um everyone just thinks that she's the clear winner so um definitely confident and for Catherine, dark academia for sure, a lot of backstabbing, a lot of old money kind of castle-y, that's where the castle um, gets in because the poisoners have had like control of the city's capital for a while, so they're well-rooted. But what I did like is that um, both Catherine and Arsenault are not confident in their abilities, and I like that we had main characters who... Um, I guess who didn't know what they were doing, but at the same time were committed to winning this competition because it sounds like Mirabella is this huge, powerful uh, person and then the other two sisters are just there and people are like, oh, well, she's going to win and kind of move on. But these two girls are like fighting for their lives and they're both committed to winning again so they can you know remain alive there's definitely a lot of desperation on their part that's where the blood magic and stuff like that happens and i did like that we kind of went off the deep end with that there's definitely like you're not going to read this and be like oh mirabella wins no there's a lot of complexity and um you're going to change who you root for a lot 
Lastly, who this book is best for, so Bridge Kingdom, if you like spies, political marriages, um, a strong female character who has skills, I would say, um, in terms of, you know, surviving, fighting, stuff like that, um, it's a more realistic kind of thing. Obviously, like, the Bridge Kingdom does not exist, but if you want fantasy that isn't too high fantasy and it's more that you can understand then the only really thing that's complicated is the names of you know the countries and stuff on the other hand the three dark crowns uh hung hunger games e competition magic so this is more high fantasy you're gonna want to be committed and like shelter down with this book with like a cup of tea <laughs> um and also you're gonna have a lot of different point of views i think at least three of the sisters I'll get point of views and then also there is like the lore it's more in the later books but um we get some cool bedtime stories so if you're kind of into um the Grisha verse but not um like shadow and bone more the language of the thorns like Leigh Bardugo in terms of gothic magic that is the vibe of the dark crown but anyways, thank you so much for listening to the Midnight Bookworm. If you have any personal opinions on this episode, please feel free to share them in our Instagram or on our website and follow our TikTok at the Midnight Bookworm. I hope you've enjoyed and gotten at least one book recommendation. And with that, this bookworm is out. So peace out, y'all.